Thanks for tuning into the Glenridge Church message. It's great to have you with us. Our mission is to love God, love people, and live to change the world. If we can help you in any way at all, feel free to reach out to us on hello at glenridge.org.za. I love the word that Devonisa brought. There was a dream in God's heart when this church was planted 37 or 38 years ago, however long it was, 1982. And uh, there was a dream that God thought, actually, I need a group of people. They're not fancy people. They're just normal people. But I've, I've got a dream that actually these people, if they will follow me, listen to me, humble themselves, confidently trust in me, that actually there would be a dream that I would have for them that would come, become their dream, and they would live that dream out. And that dream started with Chris and Meryl Vidan start, uh, planting the church and then handing over to Rory and Mel Dyer, and the team that led then, and to, to Ryan and Mel Matthews, and the team that was part of that, and now to Heather and myself, and the team that's involved with us. And that dream hasn't changed, friends. And so tonight, what I want to do as we, as we kick off the year, is I, I want to I kind of just declare, or, or, or speak about this dream, that I know that is in my heart, but it's not in my heart, I believe it's in God's heart for this church. And, and I want to speak as though it's my dream. So I'm going to say things like, I have a dream. But actually, I believe it's actually we should be saying we have a dream because God's saying I have a dream. And uh, I, want to, I want to unpack what that dream looks like for us as a church. This morning I said I have a whole bunch of points. If we get through them, we get through them. If we don't, we don't. But I, I have 34 or 35 of them. I think I got through most of them this morning. I just touched on them, and it always comes out differently in the evening. But I, I want us to get something, to catch something of this dream, and to own something of this dream that God's called this church to. And uh, let's, let's, let's see what it starts off with. It's incredible, I think, in the Scriptures how the prophets are asked, Jeremiah, what do you see? And then he says, God, well, I see this. I see an olive branch, and I see an almond branch, and I see this, and I see that. And he describes what he sees because... Unless we see something, unless we see the dream, actually we've got nothing to walk into. And, um, and this tonight, I believe, is something of that dream, something of that uh, in some of its form. And the first point of this, the first point of the dream that I have, or I believe that God has for this church, is of a people that walk with Jesus day by day. It's a dream of a people that love being with Him, and so become like Him. It's a dream of a people that love Jesus, that walk with Jesus day by day, friends. It's a, it's a dream of a people that are in relationship with a God that's a relational being. That's why He's called Father and has a Son. It's because He's relational and He wants to be with us. And, it's a, and, I, and I believe God has in His heart for every church but specifically this church, as we talk tonight, about a people that walk with Jesus day by day, love to be with Him, and so become like Him. You know you become like the people you hang around with. Somebody said this, if you know what you're going to look, you can tell a person what a person's going to look like in five years' time by the people they hang around with and the books they read. The people they hang around with, the people that you hang around with often will determine where you go in life. And friends, when we hang around with Him, it determines who we become, what we look like, and where we're going in life. And I believe that God, one of the dreams that I have is that we would be that people that walks day by day with Him. 
It's that I have a dream in my heart that actually we'd be a church where everybody is growing year by year, day by day, month by month, that nobody is static in their relationship with God. I have a dream that we're so connected to God and what He's doing that actually in our lives we're increasing our capacity to know Him, increasing our capacity to love Him, and so increasing our capacity to love one another, and we're growing and maturing continually, going from one degree of glory to the next. I have a dream in my heart, friends, of a people whose love, purpose, and worth is ever increasingly found in God. It's a dream of a people where they know that they are loved by God and secure in that love. Even if they have not been loved perfectly by people around them, they know that the God of heaven loves them perfectly. A people that know that love, who know that their purpose is decided by Him and in Him, and whose worth and value is in what He says, not what others say. And that there's a growing sense of that in people's lives, in an increasing way. I have a dream, friends, of a church where everybody is not just a follower of Jesus, but helps other people follow Jesus. I have a dream, friends, that actually this love that we know, this love that we have, this this relationship that we have with God, this intimacy that we have with Him, becomes so contagious and we are so compelled by it that those around us get infected by that same love and that same passion for Him. You see, friends, part of this this process, this this DNA that God's put in our genetic code in Genesis chapter 1 is that we would multiply. And that our, our dream of a church, friends, where every single person, from those that are brand new knowing Jesus to those that are 30 years knowing Jesus, are continually imparting what they have to others and helping other people become followers of Jesus and growing in what they're called to do. I have a dream, friends, of a people who are so dependent on Jesus that a prayerful life is indispensable to their walk with God. So dependent on Jesus that a prayerful life, a life of communion with Him, a life of speaking to Him, a life of listening to Him, a communal prayer life, a personal prayer life is so integrally part of our lives that we cannot go 24 hours without it. I have a dream, friends, of a church that finds its rest in God, as Jane spoke this evening about people resting in the main of the, of the line. The people that find their rest in God, that find their direction in God because of this incredible prayer life that they have with Him. I have a dream, friends, of a people that love to worship together. That love to worship together and see the power of God touch, heal, and deliver people in that worship. I have a dream, friends, that we will be worshiping God together and people will be instantly being healed and instantly being delivered and instantly being set free because of the presence of God and the unity of worship that comes from the saints. I have a dream, friends, that we would love to worship, Lord, our Lord. That, Father, and when I say worship, I'm talking about a moment when we sing together, where our words run out and we just give Him glory and praise. And in that moment, it shifts environments, it changes atmosphere, and changes lives because of the togetherness of worshiping Him. I have a dream, friends, of a people where everybody sees themselves as a leader and an influencer. Everybody sees themselves as a leader. 
have a dream, friends, that nobody sits back and thinks that I'm disqualified, that actually I don't matter, that whether I'm there or not, it actually doesn't make a difference. I have a dream, friends, that everybody knows that they are a leader, that their presence is valued in the community, that their presence is missed when they're not there because they understand who they are in God and the contribution that they have to give. I have a dream, friends, of a church where everybody understands and lives out what it means to be the priesthood of all believers. What is the priesthood of all believers? The priesthood of all believers says this, is that you, because of your relationship with Jesus, are able to, to go to God and, and hear God for yourself. You don't need an intermediary. Jesus is the intermediary in relationship with Him. You can hear God, you can understand God, and you can be with Him. And I pray, Lord God, my prayer is this, is that we would be a people that we would understand what we have in Christ and we begin to actually live that out and take it to the world. You see, friends, we have, an, we have a relationship with God personally, have a relationship with God corporately have a relationship with God. And out of that place, friends, we can minister, we can pray for others, we can see the kingdom come through our lives because of this, uh, this concept of the priesthood of all believers. For centuries, friends, the church had priests that became the intermediaries between people and God. And you couldn't go to God unless you went to the priest. You went to the priest for confession. You went to the priest for blessing. I mean the man, a man priest. But actually the scriptures talk about actually how we have access directly to the throne of God. And I have a dream, friends, that every single one of us know that. And we exercise that privilege regularly, daily, all the time. I have a privilege dream, friends, of a people who do not see their walk with Jesus separately to everyday life. I have a dream, friends, but actually our walk with Jesus is not a Sunday thing. It's an all-of-life thing, and that no part of our life is compartmentalized, that all of our life is part of our walk with God. And God is interested in all of our life, that when we're at work, Around the boardroom table, God is just as much with there and wanting to speak to us about issues around the table as He is in your home, as He is in, your, in, in, the, in the four walls of the church. I have a dream, friends, that people, we live that out, that we don't live a dualism, that actually all of life matters, and all of life is under His kingship, and all of life is under His lordship, and all of life matters, and He wants to bless us in all of our lives because of the work of Jesus. I have a dream, friends, of a people that are passionate about seeing people that are not yet believers put their trust in Jesus. I have a dream, friends, that actually there's such a love in our hearts, there's such a passion and a desire for Him that actually we have to share it with others. And I have a dream, friends, that actually we live such compelling lives and live such such contrasting lives in so many ways to the world that actually people come to us and ask us the questions and we, to which Jesus is the answer. I have a dream, friends, that all of us understand that we can do the work of the evangelist. 
every single one of us. And every single of us, every single one of us in our sphere of influence, in our, in our space that we are, exercises that privilege to see others come to faith in Christ. I have a dream, friends, of a people who are convinced that the church is not a place or a building that you go to, but in fact that they are the church. I have a dream, friends, that actually that we actually understand. We say we don't say our language is not we're going to church tonight. Actually, our language should be we're going to the place where the church meets tonight. And that we are the church. That this building is not the church. That I, as an elder or a pastor, is, am not the church. That we are the church. We are the called out ones. We are the ones that are called into, the, to, into Jesus, into life with Jesus, and then released into the world to be a blessing to those around us. I have a dream, friends, of a people that think generationally. That people that think generationally, that they don't live like Hezekiah for now for these five years or for these ten years, but think of their children's children and the inheritance that they are meant to have and start living now with that in mind. What would your life look like if you started to think generationally? You see, the Bible says that parents leave an inheritance for their children. There are millions and millions and millions, in fact, most of South Africa, where actually the children are supporting parents because of our past. But friends, something's got to shift in our minds and a generation's got to stand up and say, no, what we're going to do is we're going to trust God and we're going to believe God. We're going to change the cycle. We're going to step into something where actually there's, there's an inheritance left for the children's children and we start to think generationally. That we live in a multi-generational environment. When we're thinking generation, we understand that we live in a multi-generational environment. That actually our dream of a church, friends, where there are young people with zeal and passion, and there are older people that whose energy is a little bit less, but their passion is more. Because they've fallen more in love with Jesus and know more about Jesus than that young person does. But their energy might be less, but their passion is exceedingly great. And that passion would be transferred to this to these young people. And these young people would draw and lean into the wisdom of the old, of the older, and together the church would come together and minister to the world. You see, friends, I have a dream where actually a church is a place where it's safe and it's good to grow up in and it's safe to grow old in. That when we get into our older years, we're not just put out to pasture, but in actual fact we realize we've got more time, we've got more resource, and actually now is the time to give. Now is the time to bless. Now is the time to resource. Now is the time to see the people around us and be a blessing to them. And put our hands up and say, I will minister. And I will come alongside that young person. And I will come alongside you and pray. And I will come alongside you and help you. I have a dream, friends. We're single people. Don't, of a church where single people don't feel second rate. I have a dream, friends, where single people understand that if I'm called to be single for the rest of my life, I'm not second rate. It's actually the call of God on my life, and I'm able to do things that married people can't. 
And actually, I've, I'm, I can be just as effective and, and, and minister just as powerfully in, in, in multiple places and go to the nations and do whatever I can because not for any other reason than because Jesus is my Lord and Savior, not because I'm single or married. I have a dream, friends, of a people who know and understand the reality of the kingdom breaking in in the person of Jesus and so have faith for and expect to see the power of God manifest through their lives. Let me say that again. Of a people who know and understand the reality of the kingdom breaking in in the person of Jesus and so have the faith for and expect to see the power of God manifest through their lives. Friends, the kingdom has come in Christ, which means that the signs and wonders of the kingdom are ours in this age. And we'd expect them to break into our lives. We'd expect people to see people healed. We'd have to expect see people delivered, to see people set free, to see people made whole. In this city right now, over this Christmas period, there's been this incredible power of God, a miraculous testimony of, of Kiara Mungavin, who on the 24th, going to church on, the, on Christmas Eve, was in an accident had severe head injury and was not given a chance to, uh, by the doctors. But because of the prayers of the saints, but because of the love of the, of the people around them, and friends, many of them children, staying in the hospital, taking up a whole, the hospital gave them a whole ward, and they stayed there overnight and they prayed and they declared on the, on the hospital walls, are there of the declarations of God healing her. And these, and these people came around them and prayed and prayed to the point now where she is walking and she's probably got a total chance of recovery. And it's right through all the media and in the newspapers everywhere because of the glory of God. Friends, friends, we want to be a people that understand this. I said this morning that uh, Leslie Newbegin, is, is, is one of his famous quotes, he's a, he was a missionary to India for 35 years. And Leslie Newbegin, when he left India to go back to England, they asked him, they said, Leslie, what, are you optimistic about the gospel carrying on in India? And he said this amazing thing. He said, I'm neither an optimist nor a pessimist. I believe in the resurrection of Jesus. You see, friends, his faith was not an optimistic faith, it was not a pessimistic outlook. It was the fact that Jesus was raised from the dead. The kingdom has come in him, and now anything is possible. The breaking in of the kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is at hand, and it's at our hands, friends, and in our prayer. And we've got to trust God to see more of the power of God amongst us. I have a dream, friends. We, we are a church that exercises that, not just on a Sunday in a meeting, but everywhere we are. We trust in God and we're praying for the sick. And we're hearing the testimonies of God breaking in. And friends, and, and part of that dream, friends, is that you never give up. You never give up praying. Even when, you don't, when you're disappointed and you don't see the results that we expect. We're a people that believe in the resurrection of Jesus. And because of the resurrection of Jesus, we have everything at our disposal. The kingdom is at our disposal. And we keep praying. I believe, friends, I have a dream of a people where everybody, every man, every woman, every child participates in the works of Jesus. 
Everybody, friends. Man, woman, and child. Nobody's excluded from the kingdom of God. Nobody's hindered because of their gender, because of their age. I have a dream, friends, where actually our children will be the ones praying for the sick and seeing the sick healed. I have a dream, friends, that actually nobody feels and understands or, 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 real, or thinks that they've been disqualified, but that everybody participates, nobody excluded. I have a dream, friends, of a people where the majority carries the, the minority. What do I mean by that? In most churches, there's a few people that do all the work to carry the whole church. I have a dream, friends, that actually in our church, that's not the case because everybody plays their part. Everybody's got a role to play and the majority carries the minority. Everybody playing their part. I have a dream, friends, of a people who are outrageously generous. Outrageously generous. I have a dream, friends, with us outrageously generous people reap a harvest of unbelievable blessing because of the generosity of their heart. I have a dream, friends, that we would be a church that gives away more than we spend on ourselves. That whatever money comes in, I have, I have, a, I have a dream that actually we would give away more than what it means takes to sustain ourselves. I have a dream, friends, of a church community in which there, is no, there are no needy amongst us. That the, that the community is so wide and so aware and so full in, uh, of the love of God and so seeing and so connecting and so relationally connected that actually we take care of one another to the point that there's no needy amongst us. The book of Acts talks about a community like that where the power of God is working. I have a dream, friends, of a people of courageous faith. A dream where a church that actually responds to the voice of God, not by the circumstances around them. A people that actually hear God and act on what God is saying, even though it doesn't make sense at times, even though it might not be wise at times, but because they believe they've heard God, they step out in faith and walk on water. I have a dream, friends, of a church that believes that God is bigger than the problems of this country and knows that God's promises will prevail as we pray and live in the hope of what God has for us. Heather found this great quote this week, this, this holiday. She said this, it says this, Hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised and its strength is in his faithfulness. Hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised. Are you living in hope? I have a dream of a church that's full of hope. Living in the confident expectation of what God has promised. And the strength of that hope, friends, is, is found in his faithfulness. You see, friends, I have a dream of a church that is full of hope for this country because of the confident expectation of God's promises and His faithfulness to us. I have a dream, friends, 
of a community that is so big-hearted and so big-thinking that nothing is beyond them. I have a dream, friends, where people with smallness comes off of people. Small thinking, parochial thinking is not part of our DNA. I have a dream, friends, where actually bigness comes into our hearts. Where we think globally, we don't think neighborhoods. We think big, friends. We think that this God of ours, who is a big God, can do anything at any time and wants to partner with us in that. I have a dream, friends, of a prophetic people, of a church being a prophetic people, a people who live contrasting lives, of a people that, that are samples of the world to come, of the life to come. That we start to live now what God has for us in the future. I have a dream where the church is ahead of what the world's doing because of the confident expectation in what He has promised. It's a prophetic people who live out the prophetic purposes of God on the cutting edge of what He's doing and living in that space, trusting Him and changing the world. I have a dream, friends, of a church in a city where that city would notice if it's not there. If the church, if Glenridge Church closed down tomorrow, I have a dream, friends, that the city would groan under the weight of us closing down because of the impact of our, the lives of the community of this people. I have a dream of a church that serves a city and partners with a city for the sake of the gospel and brings glory to God for the sake of the gospel. I have a dream, friends, of a church that sees each other and relates to each other, not on the basis of the categories that the world puts on us. Short, fat, tall, thin, fat, black, white, male, female, but actually we, we relate to each other based on the created value of every single person. The created value and the destiny and the purpose that God has over every single one of us. I have a dream, friends, where that's the way we see each other. That when we see one another, we don't see what we see, but we see the goal that's behind it, the destiny that's behind it, the value that God has put upon it. And we begin to live and relate to one another in that space. I have a dream, friends, of a people who live for the benefit of others. A people who are self-sacrificial, who live a self-sacrificial love, who live for the benefit of others, that understand that blessing from God is given so that blessing can be given to others. That we are a people who are blessed to be a blessing. We enjoy the blessing, but we give the blessing on and we pass the blessing on. I have a dream of a people where that's just normal. I have a dream, friends, of a people who are hospitable, whose homes are their, one of their greatest ministry tools. And I said this morning, where our swimming pools are baptismal fonts, not just places of recreation. Where our homes are these places where people meet around dining room tables, where they encounter God in our homes, friends where we don't have to bring them to church to encounter God, we take them home to encounter God. I have a dream, friends, where that's the kind of life and expectation that we live under as a people. 
I have a dream, friends, of a church whose leaders are absolutely integrous in everything that they do. Whose lives are self-sacrificial and who lead and live for the benefit of others. A church whose leaders are, are, are not the top of the pile, but actually at the bottom of the pile, helping others get to the top of the pile. A church whose leaders live like that, believe like that, pray like that, and trust God for that in the lives of the congregation. I have a dream, friends, of a church that is, that is rich with racial, and, uh, with racial and cultural diversity and who models that reality to this nation. A church where our oneness in Christ is what determines our togetherness, not our color or our culture or our language. I have a dream, friends, of a church that is, race, that is racially diverse, but not just sitting one another in a church where we stand next to one another and we do laugh and worship one another and we live like this next to each other, but a church that actually isn't like this, a church that is integrated with one another and relationally connected with one another, where we have deep friendships across racial barriers, across cultural barriers, because of what God puts us together in. I have a dream, friends, that we will hear one another's stories, understand one another's plots, and so find each other in Christ, and bless one another in Christ, because you know what, friends? Everybody's got a part to play in this dream church that God is building. I have a dream, friends, of a church whose marriages are strong and healthy and fruitful. I believe a church can only be as strong as its marriages. I have a dream, friends, where husbands will love and lay down their lives for their wives, where men will stand up in homes and not step back into the shadows, and take the spiritual lead, and take lead in whatever they're doing, but especially in the home where most men abdicate it. And marriages would be strong. That woman would be fruitful. That woman would be put into such space that they would bloom and become everything God's called them to be. Marriages, friends, that are healthy, that are fruitful, that are joyful, but making homes that are full of the presence and the life of God. That then become parents, friends, of children that grow up in healthy environments where parenting is seen as a discipleship process more than it is from some kind of a book of how to be a parent. But actually it's a, it's a process of how to take these children and bring godly love, bring them into godliness, into meeting Jesus and living godly lives and then generationally expecting the blessing to come. I have a dream, friends, of young people carrying out relationships with each other in purity, where sleeping with each other before you're married is not the norm in the church because of the sacredness of, 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 of the sexual act. Because of the sacredness of that union and the high view of that act that actually that is preserved for the covenant of marriage, for the person that you're going to give all of your life to before you get to that level of intimacy. I have a dream, friends, of a church 
where people can, can sort out their differences. The Matthew 18 way. Where people, when there's differences, when people are hurt, when hurt each other or sin against each other, we don't gossip, we don't slander, we don't go and tell this person what that person does, has done. And so get a whole party and a whole posse involved in it. But actually Matthew chapter 18 says this, if somebody sinned against you, go directly to them and sort it out. I have a dream, friends, where a church community lives that out. Where gossip and slander and, and murmuring and all these sorts of things are not part of our package because there's an integrity of, of, and courage to work out what God's doing in our lives and work out the differences that we have. I have a dream, friends, of a people who is going where everybody has a heart for the Great Commission. Where everybody has, an, has this understanding that Jesus wants the nations. And Jesus loves the nations. And we ought to have a heart for the nations and go to the nations. And we're not to reduce ourselves, friends, to a nationalistic understanding of the gospel. I have a dream, friends, of a, of a, of a people that would go that would trust God to go wherever He's called them, that we would cross boundaries, uh, 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 borders. We'd cross over into new spaces, even within our nation. But we'd cross borders, we'd cross seas, we'd get into airplanes, we'd do whatever we need to do under the call of God and say, God, I have something to give and I'm going to go and take it. I have a dream, friends, of a community that models what it looks like for rich and poor to bless and love one another. I have a dream, friends, of a community where business people can do business with one another and, 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 and carry out successful ventures where relationship is more important than money and that, that, that business people can get together and work things out and come up with ideas and, and, and preserve the relationship and work out what God's called them to do and do amazing things for Him. I tell you, friends, in the church, most business people don't want to do business with other business people in the church because of this breakdown of stuff. And I have a dream, friends, that that should not be. That actually this should be the place where business is done well with each other. I have a dream of a community that bands together and builds together in tough times and in good, and in, in bad, uh, uh, good times. I have a dream, friends, that people, when we go through tough times, and go, uh, we can stand with each other and pray with one another. And when we go through good times, we can praise God and rejoice with one another. A people that know how to rejoice and a people that know how to mourn with one another. I have a dream, friends, of a church where unity amongst the church in the city is key for what God wants to do. That when another church is thriving, when another church has great success, when a, when, a, when a healing revival breaks out in another church, we don't get jealous and say, God, well, what about us? No, we go and we say, well, thank you, God. Do it more. Bless them more. Let us learn. Bring it here, Lord. And when another church is battling and under pressure, that we're the first ones to go alongside and say, how can we help? 
What, can, what do you need? What can, how can we help? Friends, I tell you what, this, this thing of unity is such a powerful thing. And I have a dream of a united church, un, a, a unity in local church, but unity in the, in, in the churches in the city. Because, friends, the Bible says this, is that where there is unity, God commands a blessing. It's a commanded blessing from God. It's not a blessing that you kind of have to think, well, what's going to happen? No, no, no. God commands it because there's the sense of togetherness, the sense of oneness of His people. And I have a dream, friends, that all of these things that I've spoken about tonight would be an actual reality, not just the possibility. I have a dream, friends, that actually we would own something of that. And we would live something of that. That we would take hold of God and trust God in this next season for big things. To think big. And to own this thing of the kingdom. And to trust this kingdom to continue to break through and break out. I have a dream, friends. That every single one of you, every single one of you, knows that you're indispensable to this community. indispensable. Without you, we're poorer. What dream do you have in your heart? I know this, that my dream, the dream that has, God has for me and my family, is not an isolated dream. I believe that the dream that God has for me and my family is connected to all of you. And that actually I will never live into what God has for me unless I find the people that I'll do it with. And together, friends, we fight for one another, we pray for one another, we trust God for one another, and we help one another to get into that dream. And that's what I believe Debenisa was getting into tonight. Actually, there's a dream, friends. And I believe God wants to tell us and wants to show us that, it's, that, it's, that it's, it's at hand and that we can live it in such a powerful way. This is not theory, fairy, theory stuff. This is actually the kingdom of God at hand. And I want to trust Jesus. And I want you to trust Jesus. And I want to invite you to trust Jesus to walk into that dream as we take on 2019 this year. In his mighty name. Amen. Amen.